0: Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's quarterfinal day in the US Open in a sweltering New York. And I'd say joining me from his apartment in Flushing, uh, just down the corner from the tennis centre, the Beijing Tennis Centre, is our senior ATB Tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. Good morning to Sean. A couple of days when I spoke to you. How are you?
1: morning yes uh 10 o'clock here in the morning it's um it's all right you know i'd I'd like to complain about things as you know but this um this hotel room is as kind of budget as it is is uh the air con's great it's it never gets above about sort of 19 degrees i think it's set to 70 fahrenheit in here it's it's great it's like a cool oasis uh whereas outside there it's uh it's pretty boiling hot the
0: only thing I would say is you're like a ventriloquist. You you've done that whole piece without your lip, your lips moving. So the internet might not be that great, but the, uh... the in-
1: yeah, the internet it is is really bad. Um, I didn't want to start this video moaning about stuff, but yeah, the internet's not great. So apologies if if the, the audio and and video doesn't match, but it's the best I can do, unfortunately.
0: No problem at all. Let's have to talk about the weather conditions. You're obviously out. When are you? You're generally back this evening or this afternoon sometime.
1: Later on this evening, yeah, so I've, I've got a sort of day, well, I've got to check out here and then I've got a day to sort of maybe wander. I might just pop into Manhattan, do a couple of things that I need to do and then pop back to the to the airport and it's the sort of, it's it's the night flight, so it's, it's an overnight flight, so I should be back in the UK morning.
0: And obviously the, the weather conditions now are getting hotter and hotter. It was hot when I was out there last week. The, the, the conditions in the next three or two or three days are going to be sweltering. Today, hot hot conditions?
1: Yeah, even hotter actually, you know, yesterday it was, it was, it it wasn't as hot as I thought it was going to be in in terms of the sun because there was a lot of cloud cover, it was very, very humid Um, and it was about, it was the humidity that was the problem yesterday but in the next three days today, excuse me, tomorrow, the day after it's going to be 34 um, every day and it's not, it's not going to cool down until Friday, it's still going to be 30 on Friday but the next three days are going to be, you know, going to be pretty brutal but I think it's interesting with the roof. I, I don't know what what they've said, but the roof closed all day yesterday on, on both courts. I'm not entirely sure why, because there was a, a little bit of rain, but it was only a little bit. It was a tiny bit, and it, it, it was forked to be a tiny bit. So their rules say that the, the roof should, should not be closed in the event of, of heat. It should only be closed if, if there's rain, and there was no rain at all from about sort of three o'clock of yesterday. So I'm not entirely sure why, the roofs were all closed. I mean, it can only be to protect them from the heat, which is against their own rules.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've googled the rules when you were there, there, and it says the only reason they can do it is because of the in, in anticipation of inclement weather. So, um, yeah, you know, you was on arm. Was, wasn't. he, he was an Armstrong court, It was sweltering in there when the roofs on.
1: Yeah, there's just no there's no breeze in there at all. It's it's fully enclosed. There is sort of window slats on the side, but unless there's a, a pretty strong sort of wind breeze coming through there it's there's just no air at all they've got some fans they've got some pretty big um fans right at the top but it doesn't really do anything um I mean I was I I mean I don't sweat much anyway but I I would imagine that people that do would would be that sweat people around me that were sweating there's a lot of people you can tell it's because people were sort of wafting themselves with fans and caps and anything else that they could find that would create a breeze there's just no air in there at all it's just it, it, it kind of sticky and, and sort of humid environment yeah
0: ash ash was cooler i was in ash with the roof on and it was quite cool for, and then they, they opened it after 10 minutes
1: yeah i've not been there there with the roof on it's was much bigger there isn't it? it it's much much bigger mm. much, you, you bigger. had to wear I, 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 I just don't know why they why they had the roof on like, all yesterday afternoon i think it must be just to protect the, the players, but that, as I say, that that's against their own rules. So, I'm not sure what's going on there.
0: How's the trip been? You enjoyed yourself? Had a nice time? A lot
1: of a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of good tennis. Good nights out. I wouldn't say a lot of good nights out. <laughs> um, anyone that's been to Flushing, I, I don't think they would have it as a as a sort of party central place. It's it's basically sort of Chinatown area of, of um, well, certainly of Queens. There's not. There's some nice hotel bars. The, the one that I went to on the rooftop bar of the Hyatt um, hotel that I went to the other night, that was really, really nice. Um, you can see the planes going over just to, just right above your head. It, was, it kind of felt like in, you know, decent view, but you wouldn't call it party central, that's for sure.
0: Well, you, you wouldn't catch me in anything like that. Just be, uh, just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. but anyway,
1: it's- My it was, trips it... and your trips are very different sometimes.
0: It was uh, the one thing about it though. It's, it's busy there, isn't it? I mean, the amount of people there and it's, it's get busier than I'm, when I went there last year and it's even busier than last
1: year. Yeah. I think they said record crowds this year. Um, I was kind of expecting it to be honest, as you know, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the, when it, of it when it's really busy, but I don't, I don't necessarily mind you in a grand slam. I kind of expect it to be busy. I don't, it doesn't annoy me as much in New York as it, as it would in other places for, for whatever reason. Um yeah i mean it's it's way busier than when i was here in 2008 it's 15 years ago it's, everything's different everything's kind of bigger about the site it's the same size the site but it's all changed doesn't it in the old days armstrong and grandstand were next to each other and you could you could look over from armstrong and look over onto grandstand if you if you if you preferred the match that was going on there but it's 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 totally changed now grandstand's right over the other side the new the new grandstand that they built over the other side um, th- all the courts have got much more, much bigger stands now than they did. I mean, I'm going back 15 years, but they didn't. They didn't have meant that much seating. Some of the outside courts now they're all, they're all built up, and um, there's there's tons more stuff there than there was before. It's it's it's. I wouldn't say it was unrecognisable, but it's, it's very from from the past.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the betting. That's what we're here for. I'll give you some picks. It's the quarterfinal day on the men's singles. Now this is quite difficult for us to do because we're filming this from the UK. So this evening uh, we have two matches. On the quarterfinals, we're going to talk about them briefly, and we're going to talk about the outright market. But obviously, we have two matches tomorrow, which we can give go into more depth analysis on, and give you some picks on there. So, depending if this this should go up, which gives us a lot of time. You'll have some time to get, place your bets on the 1.30 Eastern time match, which is Taylor Fritz against Novak Djokovic. Then 8.15pm Eastern time, you have Francis Tiafoe and Ben Shelton, uh, Shelton. And then tomorrow, we've got uh, Alkraz Verev and the All-Russian affair between Daniil Medvedev and Andrei Rublev. So that's how we're going to do it. But before we do that, let's have a look at the outright market. And we've still got our pick uh, through to the quarterfinals. Alexander Zverev, our 40-1 to 1 pick, is now half the price of that, uh, but he comes through a tough match, a long match against Yannick Sinner. Sinner again uh, was injured into the match. Um, how is Zverev going to recover from that for tomorrow to play Alcraz? We'll probably answer that question when we speak about that match in a minute. Novak Djokovic is the favourite at even money. He's had some scares along the way. Laszlo Giri obviously taken the two sets to love lead against him. Hasn't looked brilliant but he's an even money favourite. Carlos Alcaraz is plus one seventy five. Also, someone who's hasn't looked at his best. Medvedev, I've been quite impressed with Medvedev. He's eleven to one. Zverev, our man, I think he's been looked good as well. But he did have scares early doors. He's twenty to one. Francis TFO, thirty three is leading the American type. Andre Rublev thirty three. Taylor Fritz is forty, and Ben Shelton ninety to one. Um, Anything you want to talk about on the outright market? I mean, it's it's pretty hard to to find some value there, isn't it? When you got through to the quarterfinals of a major, you've still got Djokovic and Alcaraz. You can tell that uh, the organisers want that to be their final. That's what the, 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 they really want to see happen here. Um, it looks like it's going to happen. I think, you know, Zverev's match, we wanted him to win quite easy, but after, to play Alcaraz after a four-hour, 40-minute marathon uh, isn't ideal, is it? No,
1: I think we've kind of... Done more or less as as well as we could with in terms of the value. It's it, it's very difficult, isn't it? You're going to just put a a massive amount on a Djokovic or Alcaraz, or, or bet the Djokovic Alcaraz final if that was a, an option, which I think it probably was. Um, unless you're going to do that, you, you're trying to find the kind of the viable alternatives. Which which for me at the start was Zverev and, and ears through to the quarterfinals. Um, you know if it's difficult to find it, isn't it in in major? It's unless you're going to go against. Uh, the hot pots, Djokovic and Alcaraz. It's it's difficult, and I hope, we, we are hopeful on Zverev. You know, we, we'll come on to that later. Statistically, he's got a, you know reasonable chance, but obviously the the four-hour 4 one match last night didn't didn't really help matters, did it? Um, but you know, the weather could still play a part in this. You know, even the top guys could could struggle because it's gonna be it's gonna be super super hot over the next few days. So if uh, the weather intervenes, it is looking a bit. A Bit like Djokovic Alcaraz, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you would think so, but uh, they haven't been there. Is there is signs for um encouragement for taking him on and that Djokovic, uh, you know, that Laszlo Jerry, the first two sets there. Alcaraz uh, hasn't to me looked the, the best form he's been in, and I think Medvedev's look good. And I'm you know, 11 to 1, I quite like it. i I still. Wanna oppose this Al Djokovic final? Uh, not for any other reason. I just don't I just think that as you say, the conditions could take a little bit of its toll. And I also think the 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 players aren't playing at the peak of what we've seen this season already. So we'll see. But we've got we're in good shape. And Zverev on his day. He's through to the quarterfinals. He's beat Yannick Sinner. He's played a big match, but he's he's got to play out he's got to win the Grand Major, you've got to play the best. So he's gonna to have to do it tough. Alcaraz Medvedev. And probably uh, Djokovic standing in his way, which (laughs) is a sinner as well. There's a very, very tough route, but uh, let's hope, fingers crossed, Alexander Zverev can uh, get back into uh, winning ways and and really push uh, the uh, the the, Carlos Alcaraz. Got a good head head record as well, so we will come on to that in a minute. Let's have a look at today's match. uh, 1:30 p.m. Eastern time. Taylor Fritz. The number one American up against <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Um, Novak Djokovic's tournament favorite, as we said, there, is an overwhelming favorite. here. He's minus 715 against Taylor Fritz, who's $5. The spread is six and a half, minus 115 for Djokovic, minus 109 for Fritz. The total games is 34 and a half, which potentially could look a little bit of value on the over. Over 34 and a half is minus 115. But when you look at the head to head, Sean, any sort of hopes you had of Fritz putting up a big, decent fighter just distinguished straight away a uh, 7-0 at Novak which leads Taylor Fritz. Uh, they met already this year in Cincinnati and Djokovic won the first set 6 love, 6-4. Six and that was only like, what, three, few three weeks ago now, four weeks ago now? But, um, a few weeks it, here, Yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult for Taylor Fritz here to uh, to get anything from this match. I thought the scheduling, you know, they wanted TFO late, but I think Fritz's chance they needed to be late on in New York as well. The fact that it's 1.30 in the afternoon, I don't think it helps him.
1: I think it, it it might if Djokovic struggles in the heat, which is which is possible. You know, it, it is going to be pretty hot, very hot, in fact. Um, so that, that could be a factor. I mean, I've certainly seen Fritz struggle in the heat as well. But on the day, you never really know who's going to handle it, the conditions the better. But yeah, as you say, that head-to-head record, hugely in favour of Novak Djokovic, 7-0. Um, just breaking that down slightly in terms of the stats, the service points one and return points one totals on the matches they've played away from clay. I've taken clay out of the equation to give Fritz maybe a, a bit more of a um, a chance, if you like, but still massively in favour of Djokovic, 109 to 91 in terms of the service points, one return points, one total. So, you know, hugely in favour of Novak. Just breaking that down slightly further, Fritz has won only 44% of his second serve points, in this matchup and only 31% of return points. So he's done, he's done nothing against, against the Novak Djokovic serve. And and Djokovic has had a a relatively comfortable time of a fairly comfortable time actually against um, the Fritz serve Uh, winning 40% of return points on the Fritz serve um, Novak Djokovic, which is high indeed for against a player who would, who would kind of pride himself on, on his first serve Um, and Djokovic, has won 10 more of the second serve points in this matchup as well. So he's been better from the baseline. He's had no real problems with the Fritz serve, Um and Fritz is doing nothing on the Djokovic serve. So on the on the bare matchup, on what's happened in the past, it's it's kind of difficult to to make much of a case for for Taylor Fritz. It's not as if he's had a, he's got a particularly great record at this tournament until this year. He'd, he'd done very little at the U.S. Open, and he hasn't really faced much of note this this tournament either, you know, he's got here by facing nobody in the top 70 in the world. Um, I think for Rilas, who so he, he played, the clay quarter is number 74. He, he's the highest ranked player that he's played. The other three were ranked between number 102 and number 206. So a very comfortable route for Taylor Fritz so far. But then, you know, now he's coming up against Novak Djokovic. It's very difficult. Unless the Heat plays a part in this. I'm not really seeing much of a chance for Fritz. Maybe the overs if Djokovic has a has a problem with the heat, but I'm not seeing this as a great betting contest, to be honest.
0: There are sixty-three different betting markets available and all these men's quarterfinals available on the Bet Rivers website now. So head across there. You may find a market that you're interested in for Sean and he Thinks it's a one to avoid, I and mean, there's a lot of question marks about the weather. And the question, you know, the head-to-head that Fritz Custer overcome is so one-sided that it's really, really hard to find much value in it. But during in-play, you may find it. And Bet Rivers do have a US Open offer daily for the main draw. Get a 50% match bet up to $25 on a live wager each day of the US Open. So you're running out of days to get advantage of that one. But this one here is a watching brief for us. Uh no bet from us at all, but uh Novak Djokovic should win, but uh, Taylor Fritz has got to use that crowd. The crowd's got to be on his side, and they try to get ruffled. Novak Djokovic's feathers, but it's a lot easier said than done. Uh, The next quarterfinal is 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. It's the night match, and it's the all-American affair between France's TFO, the great entertainer, huge following wherever he goes. The US Open, the fans were loving France's TFO. When I was there, they wanted the hottest ticket of town was the TFO ticket. And he's up against big Ben Shelton, who's gaining some momentum as well with the supporters and the tennis fans stateside. Uh, minus 275 for Francis. TFO Ben Shelton is plus 220. The spread here is four and a half. Shelton receives the four and a half start, minus 129. TFO giving up four and a half is minus 104. And the total here is 39 and a half. Again, there is 63 betting markets available on the Bet Rivers website. Uh, their records come into this tournament are pretty similar. Francis Tiff had a great start to the year and it sort of panned out a little bit, but their recent records are very, very similar. And on this tournament, you would say that um, you would say that Shelton has probably been the more impressive. The win against Tommy Paul was very good. Karatsev win was very good. Um, the, the, you know, the win over Dominic Team was a bit fortunate with Team having to retire with, with sickness, but it's uh, a tough route. Shelton he's come of age a little bit here, hasn't he? Um, is he going to be phased here, what you've seen about Shelton? I quite like what I've seen about Shelton, but I think TFO, with that crowd behind him and the support he gets, has got another couple of levels to go into um, rather than young Ben Shelton at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think he's just slightly the more complete player at the minute, Francis TFO. As you say, this will be a box office. You know, both men are real crowd favourites here and crowd pleasers, and this this will be some energy uh, out there tonight. Even in, you know, the, the heat and stuff, it's still going to be quite an incredible spectacle i think it's been a great turnaround actually for ben shelton after after struggling to live up to to his breakthrough at the australian open um he didn't really do anything at all until until this us open really tfo has not been great this hard court summer either but you know both of them have, have kind of come to new york and and really thrived on on the conditions and the energy uh here if you like take a look at the stats for this season on outdoor hard at main level tfo you know, he's got a decent advantage. You can see why he's, a, why he's priced as he is. 74% win rate on this surface this season at um, at main level. And his service points won and return points won total is 106. Shelton, you can't really match that. 55% win rate and a total of 101. Both guys have won 69% of their service points, as you would expect strong on serve, but Shelton's return game, it's, it's not quite there yet. He's only won 31% of return points. It's not enough. At this level, TFO 37%, so quite some considerable advantage for for TFO1 returner So, if I was at that Shelton Paul match the other day, well, I was at it for a while until I got that allergy attack. And then I was, what was
0: all that? What was all that about? If If you haven't followed Sean, you can follow him on Instagram at Because We Win. Sean had a problem there. With his eyes, what, what was all that about?
1: It was, I think it was. As I said, I met, I met a guy in Juicy Juice over the road here oh, the day. I don't
0: after. know, but don't be telling. Me. I met a guy in Juicy Juice. Juicy what? Juice
1: is just a, it's just a smoothie shop. It's just, oh yeah, it. smoothies.
0: It's cool. this is getting even worse? You met a guy <laughs> in a. You, were, you met a guy. In a smoothie I met, I met, juicy I met juice. a guy in
1: his. Yes, it's, oh, that's, okay. that's exactly okay. correct. That's okay. exactly correct. Okay, right. And we were talking about it because what happened was I just my eyes just started really stinging and really streaming and 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 running. My nose was absolutely running. It was like it, it was some sort of allergic reaction. I just thought I don't know what's going on here. So obviously I didn't. It was so bad I couldn't really watch the tennis. So I had to leave. I had to go back to Flushing Main Street uh, to find a pharmacy. Juicy juice. No, no, no. Not juicy right. juices later. Right. F- find a pharmacy. Get some antihistamines, which didn't do anything, by the way. Um, go back to the tennis. That was all in the middle of the, the Tommy Paul match. But the, the guy I spoke to, and it, it's if, if it sounds better, Juicy Juice is part of Subway, so it was in it right. was in the kind of annex of Subway, and he was saying he had the exact same problem, um, like uh, a couple of miles away from where I was at the U.S. Open. And the guy, the Patel reckons it's and this guy. He thinks it was all to do with the, the smoke coming down from the fires in Canada, which had come down and kind of hit the New York area and it was kind of in the air. Uh, some people had a, a reaction to it. Obviously, I was one of them. Um, so I only saw the 1st To cut a long story short, I only saw the first set of the Shelton-Paul match and then the very last knockings of it when I when I finally got back. But the point is, this is a very laboured point, but the point is that Tommy Paul was it should have been 4-0 up in that opening set against Shelton. He had an easy forehand on break point to go 4-0, double break up and Shelton was, you know, the energy was was gone with Shelton and Paul would have been well on top. Missed his opportunity, missed another few opportunities. Um let Shelton right back into the game and, and Shelton didn't didn't let go of it from there. It was a disappointing performance from from Tommy Paul. Um you know, not for the first time and it, had Paul had Paul won that first set, I think he would have won that match probably 3-1 something like that but he didn't Shelton's took advantage he's banging down these serves and know whether you've seen the, the 149 mile an hour mm-hmm. serves that he's mm-hmm. been knocking down um that's you know he's not he's not going to do that very often he's not going to be able to produce 149 miles an hour too often but I just feel like it's not enough you know yeah. with, with the stats on his return game and, and the other Massive factor to take into advantage that I have taken into account that I haven't mentioned so far is the fact that Tierf got an unbelievable record against left-handers. He's won his last nineteen matches in a row tier against left-handers, so he has he has no problem with this sort of matchup. That's an outstanding record against lefties. I think it all just points to Tierf winning the match. I mean, I, for me, I've, I've taken a, a bet here. I've taken the view that TFO is going to win it. Shelton will probably win a set. Um, but I can't see Shelton winning more than one set. And then in, in those situations, I do like to go for the 3 1 win. So I've taken 3 1 to TFO. That was a 3.75 chance of Bet Rivers. Not sure what's right now.
0: The price now is plus 255. So 3, two, three 1 to TFO. You can obviously look at the total games here, which is 39.5. The over three and a half sets is minus 186. Over four and a half sets is plus 245. Yes, yeah, so if you go to the website, look at anything associated with a long match here. But we're going for Tarsus Tierro to be able to extend that record against left-handers. 19-0 against left-handers uh, in the last 19 matches. Quite staggering, that really, when you think about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a mm-hmm. very impressive record. Uh, ben Shelton is the real deal, but he's going to be a little bit off the pace here, we feel, against Francis Tierra and that red tight atmosphere. is going to be an unbelievable match. That starts 8.15pm this evening on Tuesday Eastern Time. So if you're watching this show, make sure you get your bets on nice and early on both of those quarterfinals. Obviously, Novak Djokovic starts uh, this afternoon around about one30 and this one starts at 8.15. So early starts with both of them. So make sure you head to the Bet Rivers website early to get those bets on. Don't miss out. Uh two matches we do have though for Wednesday, two quarterfinals, which we can speak now. You you know, you've got a bit of time to get your wages on here. And the first one involves our pick. It's our pick, uh, obviously, Alexander Zverev, our 40 to 1 pick to win the tournament. He's up against uh, Carlos Alcaraz, the number one seed. Carlos Alcrez is minus 435 to win this match. Alexander Zverev is plus 340. We do know that Alcar- uh, Zverev has come through a long match against Janik Sinner, four hours and 40 minutes. The spread here is five and a half. Zverev uh, is plus 104. Receiving five and a half, cries given up five and a half on the spread is minus one twenty seven, and the total is thirty six and a half. When I looked at that thirty six and a half, I thought that was a little bit cheap actually. Uh, over minus one oh seven, under minus one thirteen. The head to head is head to head is encouraging for us. We lead 3-2, although the last match they had this year in Madrid, Alcaraz won 6-1, 6-2. And when you look at the head-to-head in a major, the last time they met was in the 2022 French Open quarterfinal, where Alcaraz was a heavy favourite, and Zverev won 6-4, 6-4, 4-6, 7-6. So the total game's come in on a clay court there, which is traditionally slower, at 43. Um, My first reaction is definitely down to that 36.5. I would... I would have thought the line personally would be 38 and a half. I know that Sinner's had a long game. Uh, Zverev had a long game against Sinner, but he's serving well. He's going to cause problems. And he has caused Alcres problems before. And Alcres, I don't think playing at his best.
1: Yeah, I think the line is all about the fact that players are assuming that, that Zverev's gonna have very little left in the tank, you know, four hours, 41 minutes against Sinner. It was a real it was a real marathon battle in, in very, very humid conditions. You know, it's still it's still getting up to sort of towards 30 degrees at at sort of nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it's, you know, it's still, it's still tough conditions to play in even, even in the night match. Um, So I think that's what that line is all about. I think the layers are assuming that Alcaraz, because he played only two hours, um, you know, a pretty straightforward match um, for him against Arnald. I think, I think that's perhaps where the layers are going with this, but if Zerev's, Zverev has the energy, you know, the, the statistics um on hard courts this hard court summer are, are very, very close. You know, mm-hmm. let's take a look at what's what they've both done. Al has ten and two win loss so far this hard court summer. And his third point one and return points one total is 107, which is you know decent, but not, not mind-blowing by any means. And Zverev almost the same. Nine and two win-loss, and his total is 106. So just one-point difference. Now, if you look at the service hold and break totals, it's actually Zverev that's, that's slightly ahead. Alcaraz's total, Zverev's total, 111. So if you go in just on the raw stats of what they've done this hard-court summer, you would you would certainly give Zverev a chance. And this is kind of what this outright bet was was about. I obviously wasn't hoping that Zverev was going to come into this match having played you know almost five hours a couple of days prior. But he does have a, a clear day. Off. It's not like he's got to come back and play the very next day. It all depends on how Zverev is gonna is gonna hold up physically. You know, I, th- I think he, he, the first set against Sinner um, last night and, and throughout the match, really, Zverev was playing some some of the best tennis I've seen him play for a very very long time, and that's kind of what I was hoping he was going to do at the start of this tournament. Just come in and, and and find that form, find that momentum that he built up a little bit um, uh, over the, the 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 lead up matches. So. You know, if, if he's going to hold up physically, I, I think he's got a decent chance. I think it's, it's difficult to be wildly confident against Alcaraz, um, who, who who will have the physical advantage. But on the raw things, where I've got a, some sort of a chance, it just depends on whether he can produce it. I give him a chance. I really do. I would I would have bet him if he didn't if he won in
0: straight sets, or he won in three sets to one, I, and then lots of long match. I would I would I'd actually bet him on the money line. But I do have a question mark about that. But I think I think the five and a half is cheap. I like Zero's plus five and a half, the way he's serving plus 104. And I like the games. I, I think Zara takes a set off
1: him at minimum. I do. I like, I like, I, like, I think this is uh, going to be a lot. I think we've got a chance here, Sean. I think you've got a chance. It's just a hard one to bet, not knowing how he's going to show up. You know, it, it wouldn't, it, it, he could be forgiven for being a bit leggy, couldn't he? That, that's the problem it will be the, it will be, Alcaraz, the like,
0: it will be the late game they won't be the evening match unless it helps us it I can't see them putting this out and putting Medvedev and Rublev on the late game so you know Alcraz, luck the night game on fresh that will be that help us
1: it should be yeah it should be again extra time uh, to recover yes possibly I mean I say it's difficult to be confident with a guy that's played almost five hours in the previous round but yeah, on the stats, on, on the match he has, he has, you know, a game has mm. caused problems for our crowds before. We we know that. That was part of the thinking at the start. I was obviously hoping he was going to come through here a little bit fresher, but that's not to be. But, you know, I, I think he's got a reasonable chance. It just depends if he's fit. And if you look at their last 10 match form, it's
0: virtually identical 8 uh, 2. They both got beat by Djokovic yeah, in Cincinnati. Said, yeah. yeah, they both got beat by Djokovic in Cincinnati. They've both obviously won't come through here to the quarter finals. And they both got beaten relatively early in Toronto as well. Um, I, I think we've got a chance here. I do. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say we're going to win, but I do think five and a half is worth taking. And I think 36 and a half would actually be carrying my money. Uh, or over three and a half sets, I think we take we get a week out set off him. But we'll see. Let's hope. I mean, we've got a lot on it anyway, so we don't really have to go in again. But we have, if you've got yeah, a position exactly. on Zverev, you know, you got forty to one. You're, you're two matches away from cashing a twenty to one ticket. So there's no really point to doing it. But if you're watching it in play, and and you think that Zverev does look fit, that's the time to play. And obviously, with the offer that Bet Rivers have as well, with getting the fifty percent match payout to twenty five dollars on a live wager in play, that's the the way to go. Um, Sean is uh, still out there in New York and obviously if you can follow him on his journey, which is on our Instagram account at because we're in and also on our Twitter account to be giving you some updates before he flies off this evening. Probably give you a little bit of a brief talk about that match as well, a little bit later on on the Twitter account. Uh, the final match, the all Russian affair uh, is on Wednesday. We don't know the will replay yet, but I'm guessing this will be the afternoon right in the middle of the heat. Uh, And that's up against Daniel Medvedev against Andrei Rublev. Two very good friends off the court. Obviously, Rublev is Daniel Daniel Medvedev's um, son's godfather. Uh, Medvedev is the favourite here, minus 275. Rublev is plus 220. The spread here is four and a half. Medvedev is a favourite minus... No, he's not. He's the underdog. Minus 106. Rublev is the favourite. Getting the start, four and a half, minus 117. The total here is a lot higher than the last match. It's 39 and a half. That's why I don't agree with it. Uh, minus 110 for over, minus 112 for under. Uh, Rublev has a quite horrid record in quarterfinals uh, at uh, majors. I think he's Norton 7 isn't he? In the quarterfinal, I think he is. I read near somewhere. Eight now. T- near 8 now. And um he's yeah. up against the guy who's beaten him twice in the quarterfinal. Um, Medvedev beat him in the 2021 Australian Open in straight sets and he beat him here uh, at uh, Flushing Meadow in 2020 also in straight sets. Rublev, uh, trails the head to head 6 2 as well. Um, this is going to be a tough run for Rublev. I thought he, I don't think he played that well against Jack Draper. I thought Jack Draper's game plan was terrible yesterday. I, I thought Jack Draper could have done a lot better than what he did. I thought Rublev had given opportunities in set three, really couldn't take them. But um, uh, I've been really impressed with Medvedev just quietly going under the radar. We know how good a sort of run he had. In the early part of the of the the hard court season after Wimbledon, and I just, I just think I think Medvedev is is underrated not 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 for this match, but I think he's underrated in the winner market as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: I think it's difficult for Medvedev the the way that the draw panned out. You know, if we're if we're saying that Alcaraz is likely to be in the semifinals, I I can't see I just can't see Medvedev beating Alcaraz. The the matchup is such a poor one for. For Medvedev, I was happy to take Medvedev on against Diminor, I was I was pretty happy once Diminor won the first set, won it pretty easily. Diminor was favourite for that match, but he, mm. I, I think he just, I think his legs went in the end. Diminor, which is kind of surprising and and disappointing really. Um, but from Medvedev's point of view, to come back from from that set, a poor set, and he was struggling physically as well against Diminor to then come back and win as convincingly as he did was was probably the best thing he's done this, this hard court summer. I, I didn't think he was in any sort of decent form. It's certainly not not his best form until last night, until the last couple of sets last night, really. Um, again, the humidity might've been a problem. I think he had a, a breathing issue, didn't he? So again, we're talking about the conditions, aren't we? we? We don't know when this is going to be played. We don't know whether the roof's going to be open, whether the roof's going to be closed. In theory... The roof should be open, but in theory, it should have been open yesterday, and it wasn't. So, if it's if it's going to be sort of hot and humid, that that could sort of play um that could play a, a part. Just looking at the head to head here, as you said, six two um, to Medvedev. Again, a, a very dominant head to head, similar to the to the Fritz Djokovic one in terms of service points won and return points won in totals, Medvedev one hundred and eight to ninety two for Rublev. So a, a Dominant head to head, pretty much uh, from Everdev. As we say, Rublev. I think he's nil eight. He's not, either nil seven or nil eight. Maybe I didn't read that right, but he certainly hasn't won a, a major quarterfinal so far. Rublev. Um, again, this has a feel of a sort of three one to it to me. I could see Rublev taking a set. I watched obviously all of his match, Draper, um, Draper Rublev in the in the Armstrong court yesterday. I think Draper didn't really give himself much of a chance in, in the first two sets. He could, His first serve percentage was way too low. It was, it was 50%, I think, the first, the first sets, but he was winning pretty much all those first serve points. If he'd served about 60, 62%, something like that, Draper, he, he could easily have been looking at two sets to love lead. But once again, with Draper, the, the physical element took its toll, didn't he? He looked absolutely dead at the end. Draper, he had very little left for that final set. We know that about Draper. It's not it's not new news, really. Um, in terms of Medvedev, I still think he's relying too much on that first serve. You know, even in the, the sets that he was dominant against Deminor, that's sets two, three, and four yesterday. He still didn't win over 50% of his second serve points, even though he won those sets convincingly. Second serves, not it, it's a good indicator of how well you're playing from, from the baseline. I, I still don't think he's on, on top form. Medvedev relying too much on that first serve. But on the other side of the coin, I don't think Rublev has the belief mentally to be a player like Medvedev uh, in a major quarterfinal. He certainly has shown so far that he doesn't have that belief in these major quarterfinals. I can see him winning a set. I, I can't see this being an, a, a straightforward win for Medvedev. I think he'll win it. I think Rublev will take a set. So again, similar similar thinking. Mevedev to win it 3-1, 3.6 um, chance that is with Bet Rivers.
0: Yep, currently uh, available at 2.6 on the American odds. Uh, Bevedev to win three sets to one. So they are our official two picks. We're going to go for two picks here, Sean. On the, the quarterfinals, we're just going three to three go. ones.
1: Yeah, I think I've gone for the slightly higher odds because you know, I just think it's very difficult with some of these matches with the heat. You could get some quite peculiar score lines, some unusual set score lines, players maybe just kind of semi-tank in a set if they go break down just thinking well I've got to play another three sets in this heat. Yeah. It, it does make it very, very difficult. And I've gone for slightly smaller stakes, bigger prices on on two outcomes that I think are, are quite likely.
0: So that's a three-one win to Francis TFO in the All American clash, which will be a blockbuster this evening against Ben Shelton starting at 8 15 pm Eastern Time. And we don't know the scheduling yet, but we expect Daniel Medvedev and Andre Rublev to be the early start the afternoon match. And we're going to go for three sets to one there on Medvedev. To beat his best, friend well, don't know, his good friends and his godfather, his child, and he's going to expect him to get the job done there, three sets to one as well. Uh, remember, there's four ways to follow us on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, The Betting Weekly Studios. We have all fantastic action on there. It's international break in the football this week, so we're waiting to see what we happens on the international break. they have got some shows coming up with all the uh, the international fixtures on the. European qualification, you're we will be a whole host of that. The Premier League will return not this week, uh, next week. Uh, so it's all international at the moment. And also, you can follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter account at Because We Win. You can follow Sean's adventures and uh, his final day in New York, and uh, you can look at the stuff that uh, we've already done and over the last couple of uh, last week or so over in the Big Apple. Uh, Sean, have a very very safe journey, my friend. Uh, get some sleep on the plane, and I'll speak to you when you get back, and hopefully. We can get uh, our man, uh, Nsveriv, Alexander Zverev, through to the semi-finals and uh, confidence boosting him the win over our class. That that's what we need. That will cheer us up. And then we've got a you great will. chance of landing the big 41 cash. Anyway, safe journey. Enjoy your final day in New York. Have a good time. And thanks for all the content Thank you've you. done so far. And good luck with your bets. And we'll speak to everyone again very soon. Take care.